Welcome to the Dream Podcast. Please rate and review the podcast because it means a lot to us. And if this is helpful content to you, please share it on social media so that we can add value to more people's lives. Please also subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening from so that we can send you new content each time. The Dream Podcast is purpose to drive insight, education, empowerment, and give tools for one to succeed immensely in their space and their career. The Dream Podcast, brought to you by Prodigious High Definition. It's really limitation, self-limitation. Um, it's almost, I think, it's the uncertainty uh, that kind of makes people think that they can't really rebrand themselves because it's it's very easy to think about rebranding yourself. It's very easy to think about you know starting something new, whether it's a business or even something as small as a blog or whether it is like to become a DJ. But it's actually the action. And the action requires you to step outside of your comfort zone. And rebranding really does require you to step out of your of your comfort zone because now you're you're basically entering a new space, yeah. becoming a better version of yourself. And that really requires you to put yourself out there. This podcast is sponsored by My Fresh Start. Are you moving out of your home for the very first time? Whether it is to a student accommodation, boarding school, a new apartment, or a new home. That is indeed still a big step. While the transition may be exciting and exhilarating, it can also be a very anxious time for you. At My Fresh Start, this is where we come in. Our primary objective is to ease and minimize the stress of having to shop for essentials. We have carefully crafted accommodation starter kits, which are kitchen, bathroom, bedroom, and the complete set to help you move into your new home and give you a very fresh start. Hassle-free delivery of furnishings right to your doorstep. There is no need to even decide which item you would prefer. If you have any queries regarding our products or to get the wholesale price list sent directly to you, contact My Fresh Start on 065-936-6114. Zero six five nine three six six one one four, or email sales at myfreshstart.biz, sales at myfreshstart.biz, and when asked about how you found out about myfreshstart, kindly use the referral keyword PhD, which represents prodigious high definition. And lastly, you can check out the website www.myfreshstart.biz. Good people, welcome to the Dream Podcast. Have a very special interview lined up today, and I'm very excited about it. Most importantly, because um, I'm I'm very drawn to 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 my guest and what my guest does. And most importantly, I really really think that her story is very interesting and does have the ability to inspire somebody who's listening as well. So first and foremost, let me greet her. Hello, Dumi. Welcome to the Dream Podcast. Such a privilege and honor honor to have you on. Hey, Latavo. Hi, everyone. Great, great, great to have you on. So first and foremost, I'd like to congratulate you um, on, on, on graduating. You, you, 
uh, announced this week that you are a graduate. So uh, I just want to congratulate you and want to say congratulations on that. Must be a really, really big step. And I also saw that you wrote, let's see, it's been a long three years. So I'm sure there were hardships in the, in the midst of it, but you saw it through. So congratulations on that. And we really, really proud of you. And I'm sure the people that admire you also are proud of you as well. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It really was a really hard year. I think at some point, 2019, I was convinced I was going to drop out. So actually completing my degree was something that was like very emotional and huge for me. Yeah. And I'm actually going to start my second one. <laughs> oh, you're going to start your second one now? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do my honors. Uh, I'm going to VITS. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's really, really nice. So congratulations on that again. And wish you all the best for for the for your honors and wish you all the best for everything else that you're going to establish, especially academically. So my first question for you, which I think is is a question that most people have probably read the podcast bio or read um about you on social media, um have also who don't even who don't know you or know you per se personally is how did you know that the the trajectory of djing and music was uh destined for you okay so this all basically started in high school uh around about grade eight to grade nine i used to dig or like try to discover as much music as i could on soundcloud a lot and usually when i'd find music i would share it with my friends at time so we'd sit with the speaker either in the boarding house or outside and I would basically just tell people like yo listen to this new artist I found I think they're really cool so at the time I remember thinking um also with my friend's help like them telling me that you need to do something and I couldn't sing I still can't sing I couldn't play an instrument I still can't um but I thought that the next best thing is to become a DJ because that involves playing music for people and it would just fit. So that was the beginning. That was like when the seed was planted. Mm, wow. And and how, where, where, I like how you said that was where the seed has planted, was planted. So where's the seed now? Like from your lens or your perspective, where do you think where you are in your life now and musically is where the seed is at? So where the seed is at now is it's grown. It's growing into a tree. Hopefully it's going to bear more fruit. Um, I, I mean, the, I've, done, I've gone through the foundation, which was to learn how to DJ. Um, I've gone through um, playing gigs and playing various gigs at different times, various levels with some, with the people that I do admire and look up to. So that's where the seed is at right now. The pandemic did make it a bit difficult, but yeah, now I think to move forward, what I want to do and really push for is now to start maybe making music and having something that's my own and mm. not just to play other people's music. Oh, wow. So now do you, you want to um, posture yourself to producing music, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And which one thing I think other people could could argue or people who are not really musically inclined, they would say that DJing doesn't necessarily require for you to have a musical ear, but that's wrong. I think you got to have like a serious ear for music and you've got to have insane timing as well. How are you able to master that? 
So um, it's firstly there's there's like levels to it. That's how I put it. I think, and I remember my teacher, the person who told me his name's Tishinga Mutakwa. Um, basically, he did tell me he said that what separates the good from the great because everyone can DJ. Firstly, if you learn and you learn the technicalities, you could actually mix a song in. But what separates the good from the great are the people who put the time, the people who can, you know, who know how to read a crowd, which is something that's really huge that people don't really realize is that we don't just go with a pre-playlist or, you, you know, decide what we're going to. You got to read the crowd because sometimes what you think would be, would work at the time isn't necessarily what the crowd is looking for. Yeah. And then on top of that, part of the arts is to also introduce the crowd to new music, which is something that I think has been lost slightly. Yeah. Um, I think we've, you know, DJs, some DJs, specifically in, you know, hip hop, it's a little bit harder than house and I'm a piano where you could play a new song that no one knows, but people will immediately gravitate to it. To it yeah. But in hip, yeah, like, you know, people will vibe to it. So when you're playing hip hop, you just have to find what's the right timing to throw in something new. Mm. And it may not get that reaction that you want, but, you know, and that whole thing of, I think sometimes, and I've fallen into this pattern a number of times at gigs when I'm very nervous, is to try overly please the crowd mm-hmm. and then forget that the you, essence of what I'm doing is to push new, new music. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I really like that. And how do you balance that? How do you balance the the desire to want to please the crowd and the actual purpose of what you're doing? Um, I think firstly, the beginning of it to learn the balance is to not care (laughs) (laughs) Um, because it's actually to not care and to be very hell bent on, I'm going to, I'm going to play this new song and also to be prepared that you may not get a reaction and that just might be in your set. That may just be the low point. Yeah. But actually, as you go through more gigs and you play that song, then eventually once people catch on to it, they'll be like, oh, yes, I remember you were the first person to play this. Or, yeah. you know, you introduced me to the song. Even if it's one, for me, it's actually if one person I, is grateful and appreciates me playing new music, that's good enough for me. That's one person that I, you know, gave something new. And for yeah. the rest of the people, they've had a good time. So the balance is... You know, you just have to, like I said, you have to read the energy of the crowd and try to see that, okay, maybe we've gone towards crowd pleasing quite a bit. Let me just break it up, play something new, and mm. then we can go back mm. into, yeah. into commercial music. Okay, so what was this? Is, this is a, a weird question. <laughs> what was your what was what what was your worst gig, and how did you deal with that, and why was it your worst gig? Okay, my worst gig. Uh, <laughs> my worst gig was, it was here in Durban, I remember. And I had my USBs. I had actually gone to a gig before and I lost two USBs somehow. And I only had two more left. So when I got to my next gig, they had CDJ 350s, 
and those each CDJ takes one. So the CDJs don't link, excuse me. And I remember when I tried to put in my USBs, literally the one USB wouldn't read, which meant that I couldn't, excuse me, I couldn't DJ at all. And I tried my best and it wasn't even, actually, was, I realized it wasn't my fault because when I spoke to the owner afterwards, he did tell me that the one CDJ was faulty. Yeah, but for me it was quite embarrassing because imagine uh, this is I almost carry I felt like I was carrying a lot of weight on my shoulders in terms yeah. of I'm this up and coming DJ. Yeah. I feel like I need to prove myself, and here I am, and I can't perform. Mm-hmm. And quite literally, I couldn't perform. Mm-hmm. I just had to leave. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with something like that? Um, I was upset. I really was, but. Um, speaking to like my friends, my mentor and other people who DJ, they reassured me and they said that these things happen all the time. There will always be, there will always be something. Sometimes you'll miss a cue point. Sometimes you'll, you'll mess up a transition. Sometimes you'll deal with, you'll be dealing with faulty equipment and you just have to find your way around it and just see it as a learning curve. So ever since then, I literally learned my lesson and I thought, and I carry a lot of USBs on me all the time. <laughs> you stock up. I stock up yeah. and I keep them with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which which is though evident that you learned something from what happened, you know? And yeah, do you think what what happened like shaped you and shaped your lens on the actual industry as well? It did. Um it, it, you know, helped me to sort of toughen up and not be, and also to be a little bit more compassionate on myself um, and yeah. to realize that sometimes mistakes happen and things like that happen. And it may be embarrassing in the beginning, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, it's a lesson. Like my, my mom always tells me that in any problem you have, rather take the lesson out of what's happened than th- yeah. dwell on the negative. So I remember on that night specifically, I ha- had to take myself back to the fact that out of the gigs I had that day, I had successful gigs beforehand. Yeah. And this is just, it is what it is. This is the one that didn't really work out. But at the end of the day, it doesn't, it doesn't determine who I am and where my skill level is at. Mm. It was just a day, a bad moment in a good day. Mm, true. It was just a bad moment in a good day. I think the mistake that some people make, I'm also guilty of this, is you allow the, the bad moment in a good day to determine the day. And then the worst thing you, yes. could, the worst thing you could do is allow it to determine the day and then allow the day to determine who you are. Because that's yeah. not, that's not who you are. It was just merely a moment, you know. Yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very inspiring as well. And I, I feel like it also taught you resilience, and it taught you how to break through, you know. And did you like how? Do you think it's harder to make it, especially in the industry, or? it's harder to to be accepted as a DJ to, especially because you're a female compared to a gent? Um, 
my answer to that it's it's yes and no. Um, yes, in the sense of because of some of my experiences, I have, you know, when I've gotten to a place and I start playing, the first question is, oh, you play hip hop. That's different. Usually yeah. women play house. So that that's already, that just already sets the tone that I know that this person is probably going to now be critical of how my set is going to be. Yeah. Um, there's been a number of times where I felt that I need to prove myself. And I think that goes for anybody, but there is, there is a slight cloud over women and, and having to sort of overperform, even if, even if you may be better than your male counterparts, yeah. the credit won't really, really be given to you like that. Yeah. But yeah, it comes with the territory. I think it's not just in the industry, it goes in life and it's okay. It's not okay, but for me, I've just accepted that it is it is the way that it is. And then the no part is I've now sort of shifted my mindset to remember that whether you're a male or a female, yeah. we're all DJs mm. and we're all going to play mute and we're all going to play and we're all going to have our hour and you just make the most of your hour and you do your best. Yeah. And... Ultimately, the journey is, it may be different because of experiences, but at the end of the day, we're all striving for the same goal, which is to make it. Yeah. And that's where I feel that, you know, we just need, I just need to focus. So I don't feel intimidated if I see that I'm the only female yeah. on the lineup. Yeah. Um, that's, that's they are the, the main thing that I've... That's power, really, a lot. It, you know, so I don't feel intimidated. And also I'm just trying to get rid of this, this label of I'm a female DJ. I'm so mm. tired. I'm just a DJ. My job is the exact same as all the other yeah. DJs. Yeah. Whether, you know, regardless of whether I do better than the other like DJs at the end of the day, we're all doing the same thing. So, you know, I just want that respect. And yeah. I, what I, what I like is that we change in the industry and you know this whole separation of it's you know female rappers um female djs you never see singers being gendered you like you never see the div the division between singers if you're a man you're female if you're a man or a woman you're referred to as a singer yeah. but when it comes to hip-hop it there just has to be this you know this little division to be like okay she's a female dj and not just in hip-hop i think in music in it just doesn't make sense to me. That's what I'd want to stop. And, you know, I just want people to see me as a dope DJ, not mm. to put categorize me as a female, because now for me, it DJ. feels like I'm being, you know, because for me, it feels like now I'm, I would be referred to as the best female because they're comparing me to other females, when in reality, I could just be the best all around. Wow. Mm. That's, that's so significant because... I feel like that's just, it's that way. And, and the reason why I say it's significance is it's not only in your industry, it's that way everywhere, you know. It's that way where you see a young lady, preferably even a young black lady, trying to break into business or trying to break into music or trying to break in whatever industry it is. Already the limitations and barriers are 10x 
you know, because of her gender and even worse, sometimes because of her color, you know, for no odd reason. And that's because of the narrative that is being created. And then now you don't recognize the value that you bring to the table. Do you feel like you've experienced that before? That people don't recognize the value you bring to the table because of that narrative? Um, a part of me does, uh, but it's also at the same time, I think as any artist, anyone could not really see the value that you bring at any moment and anyone could undermine you. Um, and you just have to keep your head down, work, and your work will speak for itself. And, you know, you'll prove those people wrong. It's not something that I really focus on. Um, I don't think it helps to have those thoughts. I would be lying if I said I don't sometimes. I'm human. But, you know, this is something that I've just decided that I'm not going to think about, you know, people who potentially, who potentially um, don't see my value. I would, my main focus is to do my best and those who see my value will, you know, come my way and mm. there'll be opportunities that open because they see my value. Yeah. And that's, what's more important to me than the naysayers or anyone who doesn't see my value. Yeah. There are at least in a room of a hundred, there could be one who sees my value and that will be my ticket. Wow. Wow. That's really good. That's really good. In a room full of a hundred, there could be one and that's your opportunity. You know, I think it's 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 a game changer to see it like that. Because if you see it like that, your main focus would be in what you're actually doing, not what is around you, or if the conditions are favorable or not. You know, and that's really really inspiring. That it also enables you to to put in time in what you're doing more than anything. You know, and yeah, mm, mm, and in the process of that. Um, who has uh, a major influence on you, particularly in the industry that you're in? Who, who do you feel like has a major influence on you? Maybe you don't know them personally, but who also has a major influence on Dumi? Uh, in terms of my craft or just in general? Both. In terms of your craft and then in terms of you as a person. Okay, so in terms of my craft, I think the people who have a major influence on me, people that I really do look up to right now are DJs like PH, Venom, uh, Devon Coco, although she plays I'm a piano, but just, she just has that thing and her energy, you, you know? Um, and she's also very skilled. Um, PH, Venom, Devon Coco, uh, those are the, three I can think of off the top of my head right now who really, really do influence me and, you know, inspire me. And then in general, I would say like DJ Zinkle, um, business-wise, uh, brand-wise, I see all the, especially now, I see, I see what she's doing outside of like her craft. And it makes me, you know, it's opened my eyes to the fact that you could be, you could more. be an artist, but there's, yeah. there's so much more that you can do yeah at the same time yeah and you don't have to be boxed and limited to the actual craft or even the production of the craft you can scale it you can brand it you can go into business also if need be right yeah literally you could go into business um there's boiti boiti started off on our tv screens as a presenter she's a rapper now 
So mm. to me, it's, you know, and seeing that transition and how seamless it was where I don't actually think of her as a presenter. I just see her as a rapper. So as someone who in general also influences me because I now, you know, my eyes are more open to you can always recreate yourself. You can always rebrand yourself. Yeah. Why do you feel people feel like they can't recreate themselves or brand themselves? Why do people go through that? Why do you think people go through that? Or people feel like you can't expand into being something beyond that which you currently are or being something that you desire to be? I think really when it comes to, it's really limitation, self-limitation. It's almost, I think it's the uncertainty uh, that kind of makes people think that they can't really rebrand themselves because it's, it's very easy to think about rebranding yourself. It's very easy to think about, you know, starting something new, whether it's a business or even as something as small as a blog or whether it is like to become a DJ, but it's actually the action and the action requires you to step outside of your comfort zone and rebranding really does require you to step out of your of your comfort zone because now you're you're basically entering a new space yeah. becoming a better version of yourself and that really requires you to put yourself out there and i remember um as much as i wanted to be a dj for quite a while from high school it was it took me longer than i expected because yeah. i had to now set aside people's opinions um, I had to now set aside, you know, what, what's going to happen. And I remember part of the rebranding um, experience was when I had to, and this is it's not even that major, but when I had to change my Instagram name, yeah. I cringed. Mm. I was cringing for the first three months <laughs> when I had to change my, <laughs> when I had to change my Instagram name from yeah. so what did you my change actual, from? like my name and surname. So my, my handle was like everybody's handle, my name and surname, Dumian Padsway. Yeah. And at the time, no one really knew what I was working on. No one really knew I was learning to DJ except for my close friends. And then one day I just changed my handle to Dumi Turner. Yeah. And then I started getting questions. And in my mind, I was like, okay, people might be laughing. I don't know what people think, like yeah. what's going on in your mind. Because yeah. also some people would be like, why did you change your name? What's what's going on? And I felt so uncomfortable because I was now yeah. basically launching myself. I'm now not necessarily like, you know, do me in parts where now you're going to know me as I am a DJ. And it took some time for me to grow into that. I also didn't like my name mm. for a while. Mm. And then I, I grew into it because part of that growing into it was to now realize that I'm a DJ. It's not a dream. Like I'm doing it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and you found yourself actually fulfilling that dream. Yeah, I did. Um, now I look back and sometimes I'm like, why did it take me so long? Um, yeah. But don't you it think actually, it was like, the right you know, timing when looked at from now? From now, I think it was perfect timing. Uh, yeah, I think it was perfect timing. It, w- it was the right time, specifically because this all happened. I started my journey in second year of university, and, and I was basically pushed 
into into real like really doing something about my dreams and what I had written down. Mm. So, because uh, for a while, I remember first year I'd f- floated around different ideas of what would be hobbies or what would I like, or almost as like trying to avoid what I really wanted to do. And then eventually when, after going through a bit of a rough patch, I realized that actually this is my purpose wow. and I should be doing it. I should be doing it because I'm very unhappy with all the other things I've tried. And this is the one thing that I've said for many years that this is what I wanted to do. And I've been ignoring the call. So in first year, um, you know, I was a first year student. You're you're figuring yourself out. You're trying, you're, you're in university. It's a brand new experience. You're being open. And I was in Cape Town. So there was, you know, so much to do and so much to try out in first year. And uh, I would sign up for different things. Uh, like you know, photography. Already, I was I'm studying. I was studying a very creative degree. I was studying media and film, and mm-hmm. um, so I was just trying out anything I could at the time. And by the time second year came, I just remember there was just increasing moments of feeling unhappy and unsatisfied with what I was doing, but not necessarily knowing what was going on and what was the cause up until there was a moment where I just had a realization alone in my room. And I said, I, and I remembered, I was like, actually, it was like a light bulb moment. I was like, actually, I've always wanted to become a DJ. And that's mm-hmm. the last thing I've tried. Like I haven't even, you know, I've been in the club, I've seen all the other DJs play and I'd always stand and find myself watching them very attentively. Mm-hmm. And what then, fascinated you? What fascinated you the most before you actually understood all the technicalities? Like what would fascinate you about it? What would fascinate me was, okay, firstly, I looked at, I I did look at them and I was like, okay, there are so many buttons. What does what? I don't know how. And then from there, it was the reaction of the crowd. And then hearing each song being mixed into the next song. And I also, I've also come to realize that a lot of the times when there's a, when there's a transition happening, sometimes people don't know what the snake song is until the lyrics come on. So I remember when I stand in the club, sometimes I'd listen and I'd try to guess, okay, I can hear this is the next song that's coming on. So it was those, and then I'd see, then seeing the people like my friends and see how their faces would just switch up when they realize that this is like their favorite song that's about to play. And then part of me was like, yeah. I want to give that feeling to people. Yeah. Yeah. That feeling of fascination, you know, that good feeling. Yeah. That, that good feeling. Yeah. And I spent a lot of, and it was also mainly because I spent a lot of time in the club. I didn't do promote. I was a promoter and that's when I actually started to see more. And the more I saw people every weekend, that's when I, you know, the fascination just kept growing. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you decided that you wanted to pursue that. One thing that drawed me to what you said is the the discovery of your purpose was discovered in the discovery of your purpose was in the midst of uncomfortability. You went through an uncomfortable situation or uncomfortable phase to understand that 
your calling was you to understand that you are actually ignoring your call can you speak to us more about that um yeah um basically i just wasn't really in the greatest mental mental and emotional state and uh in that moment i realized i was quite depressed so in like my depression i realized that i was doing things very day to day i was waking up to go to school make sure my marks are good um and then on top of that losing interest in other things and you know just basically living with nothing really exciting and it was i remember the one moment that was part, partly like a turning point for me was mm. when i went to go see my psychologist and in our therapy session mm. she asked me what do you like to do and i literally looked at mm. her and i said i i don't know and she was like mm. what do you mean you don't know and i was like i i don't know there's nothing i can tell you that i look forward to doing yeah and then and after you know realizing what my answer was when i went home it made me feel very uncomfortable and it basically put me into a state of now trying to figure out what do i like to do besides yeah. going you know going to school waking up doing the every day to day human things what is it that gives yeah. me any any sort of joy and from that that's when i had to now start reflecting going back and looking towards what were the things that i used to look forward to and that's when mm-hmm. that little moment happened and i was like i wanted to become a dj and i just haven't done it yeah yeah and then it was another journey to now approach my teacher well my then teacher and be like actually i've been wanting to dj will you will you teach me and that was also another moment of stepping outside of my comfort zone the first one was making the realization that this is what i wanted to do and then the next step of stepping out of my comfort zone was, was to actually do it wow and those are two different things right yeah mm. do you think some people make the realization and allow the realization to imprison them or maybe allow the fear that comes with the realization to to keep them stagnant Um yeah I think they do it really you really are your own your own limitation your your thoughts of yourself are basically like your cage and if once you step out of your comfort zone and you stop you know trying to limit yourself and think that there's certain things you can't do that's when you yeah. you let the fear overcome overwhelm you so once you open yeah. that door and for me once I had already gone through the step of asking and there really is nothing wrong with asking and that's something that I've come to learn and I'm still learning is that it's okay to ask I mean in the most yeah. do it in the right manner but ask if the worst you'll get is a no and it sounds so cheesy and it sounds so cliche but it really it's actually like life advice that really is important and it's so simple but we just try overcomplicate it Mm. Just ask. Just ask. And if it's a no, move. Mm. Wow, do we this is a really really nice interview, eh? I'm really enjoying having this conversation with you. What's your your main priority or 
what do you see yourself achieving in your purpose um, in the industry? Um, I'd like to make some sort of impact. I'm not too sure how, what the scale will be, but I do want to be part of the people who sort of revive hip hop to its former glory in that 2014 to 2016, you know, phase when hip hop, SA hip hop was very prominent. That, that was everything. That was everything. So I would, that is, I want to be part of that, that regeneration into the new school. That's that. And I'll do that in, through releasing new music. Um, you know, already I've, you know, I feel that I'm seeing all these other new DJs who are up and coming, who are getting opportunities. I think that we're starting to move into that new age of now letting, yeah. you know, new people in. And also to be part of figuring out what's the next sound because we are yeah. moving into a new age right now. And I'm seeing so many different people coming through with new new angles in music and essay. Yeah. And it's yeah. really cool. It's so cool to watch. Mm. Mm. And what would you say sets you apart or, or makes you different from other people that are already pursuing what you are pursuing? I think what sets me apart is, it's going to sound cliche, but I'm myself. Um, I think what sets me apart is I'm trying to now push more boundaries uh, in terms of, you know, playing new music. I think what sets me apart is I'm breaking, I'm part of the women who are breaking down the door towards, you know, a, you know, making other women realize that you can do anything and you can, you can be in entertainment, you can be a DJ, um, specifically in hip hop. And yeah, I think my energy in itself is something that sets me apart. I'm not, I'm not like the other people around me. I'm just myself. And that's the main thing for me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yourself. And what keeps you grounded? Because I'm sure, uh, and other people who are in the music industry or in whatever industry that they're in, they they are exposed to things which are greater than where they actually are. People who have connections or atmospheres which promise or sell you a narrative about how life could be much bigger or much better. How do you remain yourself? How do you remain true to you, your values and who you really are, especially as a DJ or as the person that you are, how do you remain grounded in that, in the midst of, of everything else around you? Firstly is thanks to my family, the way that my parents have raised me, my friends, my friends have been a huge part. Any slight move that's out of line, they're very quick to call me out on it and to remind me that, you know, you need to, you need to stay on the ground. Don't get a big head because you will need the people around you and you shouldn't push them away. Um, yeah. Is that, and as well as realizing, also just knowing that fame and fortune is quite temporary. And as mm. quick as you can get it, you can lose it at the same time. So, and in that moment when you have everything, don't 
push away the people who are really there for you because those are the people that you would need who, who would really be there for you when you have nothing and those are the people who would be true and stay and stick with you no matter where you are in life and just yeah everything yeah. is temporary just remember like that is my main that is my main thing is to remember that I can really make it and I can also lose it and and since everything is temporary what have you figured out to be permanent or eternal permanent and eternal is the only thing that's permanent and eternal is your soul that's it mm. material stuff is temporary your physical life is temporary everything else friendships relationships money anything and anything and else every anything and everything else is temporary except for your soul that will live in forever even your legacy could be temporary wow everything else is temporary but your soul is permanent what are the some what what are some of the feelings put us into perspective put us into the room what are some of the feelings that you get when you're on the decks um excitement um i get really hard to play it's sometimes nervousness there's been times where i've been a bit nervous especially playing for new events that i've never played at like new crowds so but out of the nervousness is mainly excitement is joy once i see people's faces like you know reacting and feeding off of their energy it's like a it's like a high that she kind of gets um yeah and sometimes you know if the set is not that great so there'll be some disappointments but overall i love what i do so it's it's most of the time i'm really really excited and really amped to go even if i feel even if on the day where i don't really feel like i'm in the mood to go necessarily play once i'm there everything completely changes mm. so being being in the in the atmosphere enables you to perform at your very best yeah wow that's so amazing what what is the last thing that you could say to somebody that's listening that probably wants to pursue being a dj or wants to pursue anything in life or wants to succeed or take the first step and thrive in any position that it is that they are in in their life what is the one thing that you would like to say to them just do it just start um doesn't matter what you have doesn't matter that you don't have the equipment i never had a controller or any set of decks i had to borrow i had to ask to practice on other people's you know equipment um it's to just do it just start um to ask um and it's okay if someone denies you um to never limit yourself and to think that a certain opportunity may not be you know with you know a certain opportunity may not come your way or you may be denied a certain opportunity just be open to anything and everything because you'll be you'll be surprised to work um and to stay persistent there will be moments specifically in like the learning process there will be so many moments of learning and sometimes you know going through obstacles and what makes you different in those situations is that you still continue to persist you don't take that as the moment to quit 
and just yeah that that's what i have is mainly just do it just start whatever you have just start start with whatever you have and just do it just take that first step be courageous in whatever position it is that you're in and just do it and stay true to yourself at all times wow thank you so much to me for coming through and hanging with me and having such a meaningful conversation and insightful conversation i know without a doubt it is going to change the perspective of somebody or even more at large change somebody else's life and you're very inspiring and i really admire you and what you do where can people get you like please let us know your social media handles um what should people be on the lookout for maybe you can also bring us into an idea of what you're working on this year what you're planning to work on this year so that people can be on the lookout and most importantly what do you need help and assistance with that somebody who's listening can assist you with or reach out to you and help you out with um well firstly thank you so much for having me um i was really keen when i got um the message and and you told me that you're excited to you know interview me i was a I really appreciate it. Any moment to talk to people, you know, get my name out there. Um, on my social media, my Twitter and my Instagram um, handles are Dumi Turner, which is Dumi T U M I T U R N A. And in terms of things that are coming up, um, in the coming weekend or two, um, in the coming weeks, first thing is I do have something with Diesel. That I'm going to be doing. I shot it last year, and it's coming out. I'm going to require a lot of votes. It's a competition that I've, mm. that that I was picked to participate in called Diesel Denim Fridays. So that's something that mm-hmm. you know people will look forward to. It's a whole mix, video and audio, and um, I will be featured on the Real Housewives of Durban. I'm not sure which episode or episodes, but people can yeah. you know be on the lookout to see me on TV. And wow. um, yeah, there's more mixes. Hopefully, you know, you catch me on radio. And I did 5FM, the trap house with Miss Cosmo last year. So I'd hope to secure some radio residencies now, especially with the pandemic. But yeah, until yeah. then, we wait until the gigs. And when they come back, people will know exactly where to find me. And you'll be smashing it. Thank you once again for coming through. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Dream Podcast. Please do what you can, do what you what is in your ability and in your reach to show love and show support to do me. And yeah, just lift the flag high. She's lifting her flag high and she's doing the best at what she is doing. So I love you all, ladies and gentlemen. I want to see you in and all that you do. And remember that the true value inside of you is not for you, but it's for you to make an impact, be of value, and be significant. Peace.